Welcome to the Ponder a New Podcast. I'm Pastor Rob Myolis, and in this podcast, we ponder anew the ancient stories of Scripture and what they mean for us today, in our time, and in our place. And this season, we've been looking at the book of Nehemiah, and Nehemiah is given the task of rebuilding ancient Jerusalem. And for us in our lives, we're in a season of rebuilding on so many aspects. It's not the ancient walls of Jerusalem, but again, we're rebuilding in so many ways. And so we've been able to walk with Nehemiah and learn from him and also how God is at work in the rebuilding efforts in our lives. In this episode, we're going to reflect a bit on the impact of long-term stress. And we're going to think about the impact of long-term stress because Nehemiah and others go through really a long sort of, in some ways, even battle phase. And that has some really uh, profound implications, some positive and some negative, for uh, Nehemiah and for the whole city of Jerusalem. So without further ado, let's get started with the rebuilding. chapter 4 of Nehemiah, opposition arises. And this opposition at first is just verbal insults, but grows to the point where Nehemiah and the others fear for a physical fight, a, a battle, you know, with swords and weapons. And to prevent this, they end up militarizing the rebuilding force. And uh, so, so they actually uh, do this, and this is verse uh, 17 of chapter 4. Now, just as a note, you may have a slightly different numbering in chapter 4. Um, Nehemiah, when he wrote it, didn't put chapter headings in it. Those were added later. And some uh, Bibles will, will start chapter 4 at a slightly different uh, point. So for some of you, don't get too hung up if the exact scripture uh, verses are off by a few lines. But what happens, um, is, and this is verse 17, the burden bearers carried their loads in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and with the other held a weapon. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. And this uh, then culminates in what Nehemiah writes in verse 23, so neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me ever took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon in his right hand. And this lasts, uh, this rebuilding in this stage lasts for probably about two months. So for two months straight, every day, they're, they're not even changing and they're always holding their weapon in their hand. Wow. Now, some of you who are listening may have actually been engaged in military combat. But I think for most of us, we, we haven't done that. However, I think in, in many ways, uh, during this year of pandemic that we went through, we did feel like we were in battle. Battle against the actual COVID-19 disease. Uh, battle for our economic futures and lives. 
battles within relationships as they emerged, battles about politics and masks, and even uh, racial injustice, and all sorts of then political and social issues that followed. And what I'd like to think about, though, is is not just then the uh, individual day or two that uh, of stress that inevitably happens and, and happened in the last year when, you know, something happens like, you know, a couple weeks ago, like some, you know, there's flooding in my base, right? That's a lot of stress. But what I want to think about today is what is the impact of prolonged stress where it's, it's not just one or two days or a week or even two weeks, but it begins to be a season, if not for some ways, a year of our lives where we, we feel like we're just in battle mode. Um, against all sorts of, of forces in this world. Um, our, our colleagues, uh, governors, the uh, economy, um, the president, the other side, um, ourselves, if not even, probably at some points, even God, right? This sort of, just this battle mode that we get in. And it begins to, in so many ways, impact all of our uh, relationships, even those uh, with whom the people we dearly love. So uh, what I ask you first, as we just sort of get into this, uh, what have been the times in your life this past year where you felt like you were in battle mode, where you felt like you had your, your armor on? And, and what, did, what did that look like for you? What did that feel like? And in fact, do you still feel like right now you are entrenched in battle? Now, stress is not always a bad thing. The deepest fires are often necessary to open up the seeds of the biggest trees, like the sequoias. And there is some really positive things that can happen when we are under stress. And I'd like to point that out and reflect on that a little bit of what I see happening here in this chapter. Well, uh, every time there's sort of another concern that arises, Nehemiah refocuses the people and calls them into prayer. So, for example, uh, in the early part of chapter 4, in verse uh, 7 through 8, when the initial plot against Jerusalem is discovered, We hear in verse 9, So we prayed to our God and set a guard as protection against them day and night. Well, as they're working, they discover how broken the walls are and how much rubble there is that uh, is just so hard to repair. And so then Nehemiah says, especially now that they're aware, they're trying to do this rubble and they're worried that people are going to attack them. Nehemiah says, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your kin, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Calling them to remember the Lord. Well, uh, then, again, this sort of continued threat of violence persists. And they're nervous about how spread out they are on the wall. And Nehemiah says in verse 19, The work is great and widely spread out, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Rally to us whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet. Our God will fight for us. I'm going to get a little bit later in the podcast to this warrior image of God. But I'll just say for now, what's happening is that in this time of distress, Nehemiah 
is helping the people see that this is their time to rely on God in a new way. This can happen in our lives when we undergo a prolonged period of stress. We realize that the previous supports that we had in life, our, our diet and our exercise, or our you know, TV shows that help us unwind, that they're not quite up to the task. And we discover a need for a deeper source of strength and sustenance, and that this inevitably uh, is the Lord. I know that uh, during uh, COVID, one of the things that I really struggled with was managing people's expectations. I have a bit of a pleaser in me. And uh, during COVID, this became impossible to sort of win a popularity contest because so many people had different opinions about how we should uh, move ahead and what things we should do and what should we not and so forth. And I really struggled with the fact that uh, there were people that were disappointed with what we were doing and even disappointed in me. Very hard not to take this personally. But as I was doing my daily devotions, uh, I came across this, this, this verse, and it was from Romans chapter 2, sorry, chapter 12, verse 2, very well-known verse um, that speaks, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God, what is acceptable and pleasing. And this verse just so freed me. Uh, well, first of all, it indicted me that I was worrying too much about pleasing everybody and that really I needed to worry about pleasing one, and this was God. And it just sort of reframed so much of my anxieties, and it really kind of focused and said, okay, what is this ministry? What is this rebuilding what I thought was going to be the final round, but, you know, was an earlier iteration. What is this all about? And it's, it's really, it's got to be about doing what I and then the other leaders in church think that God is calling us to do, uh, not what anybody who has an idea or opinion, how they're pushing us. I offer this as a little bit of a personal story uh, to just say that I think in times of stress, we often can be challenged, be pushed, almost be forced to call upon and trust the Lord in new ways. And so the question for you is how in the last year have you experienced God pushing and uh, maybe not God pushing, but sort of the, the situation uh, like the heat that opens up that seed, sort of opening you up to uh, a new chapter of faith, uh, perhaps a, a deeper sense of God's presence in your life and, and where, where God is calling you to focus on, on the Lord and, and the path that the, the Lord is, is seeking for you. So, uh, again, stress can do things in our lives. Um, it can push us uh, to, to achieve more than we have. It can uh, force us to make new friends. I mean, it, can, it can have some positive impacts. Um, but, but one of the ones I think is just this, I just want to explore again this way in which times of crisis, especially prolonged ones, really can open us up to faith in new ways. The other thing that I'd uh, like to suggest is that I think prolonged stress can give us a new set of, of kin. And what happens in 
uh, Nehemiah here is that you get the sense when he comes to Jerusalem that there's, it's, I mean, it's this town that's living in ruins. And it's not a very united town. I mean, there's sort of these divisions and people who sort of seem to um, not be invested in the future of the city or really in its uh, strength. And what happens again and again here in the face of this opposition is that the people are, are coming together. And so we, we read things like in, in verse 14. After I looked these things over, I stood up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people. Uh, or later in verse 16, the leaders posted themselves behind the whole house of Judah who were rebuilding the wall. Judah refers to the Jewish people. And then in verse 19, and I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Or even in Nehemiah's prayer in verse uh, 14, you know, and fight for your kin, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes, your kin. So what's happening is that the people here, in, in face of this uh, sort of challenge, the stress, this common enemy, are rediscovering their capacity and the ways in which they're called to work with each other. I sense that during the last year and a half, we have certainly had relationships that have uh, been severed or made more difficult. But my sense is that for many of us, there are actually uh, new relationships that have opened. People that we've uh, discovered, well, I don't have a lot in common with that person anymore, but this person, I really have a deep sense of a bond with. I, and I've seen this in uh, some of the groups we have at our church where these groups were friendly going into COVID, but now they're really bonded in that they've been through this prolonged stress with each other. It's like this, this common um, enemy that we had during the last year that we sort of fought it together. And now we're even more tightly connected to one another. I think one of the great stresses is that we realize we're not connected to everybody the way we were. But for right now, I just wanna rejoice and I would like you to reflect on who are the people who over the last year and a half you've discovered a new kinship with, a new sense of camaraderie that you've, you've been through this. Maybe they became part of your quarantine. I, I heard a beautiful story um, uh, of, a, uh, of couples who have shared and, uh, again, people whose prejudices even were overcome because of who ended up in their quarantine. Um, so again, who have been people where they have become your, your, uh, your kin uh, during this time, uh, new relationships that have emerged? I want to conclude by saying, as a little bit of foreshadowing, that the book of Nehemiah doesn't end well. The book of Nehemiah, a little spoiler alert here, ends with Nehemiah enforcing something in between um, sort of Jim Crow laws, uh, apartheid, or even ethnic cleansing. It's pretty bad. And one has to wonder, how is it that this person who served under a pagan king who grew up among lots of people who weren't Jewish becomes this zealot who's, who's attacking people by the end who aren't basically pure blood Jews.
And it's a scary lesson that even when we want to serve and do well for the Lord, just because our intentions are noble in the beginning, doesn't mean that we actually end strong. And there can be a a way in which prolonged stress can actually really be damaging to us. And one of the ways that I think it can be damaging is that we can begin to see the world very tribally between who is is with us in this struggle and who is against us. Uh, And this is what happens here in this chapter 4, where in fact we, we even have an imprecatory prayer. And this is where you pray to God to hurt somebody. Nehemiah prays, Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their taunt back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt. Do not let their sin be blotted out from your sight. For they hurled insults in the face of your builders. Wow. This metaphor that God fights for us against them and that we even pray to God to hurt and to smite others. This is where Nehemiah is, the man, again, who who lived among pagan kings. Wow. That's how it impacts Nehemiah. And I saw that certainly impacting a lot of people this last year, where uh, we were so beaten down that we became incredibly tribal, uh, even within America, against each other. I think there's also ways, too, in which, uh, and this I want to focus on a little bit more later, not today, where, again, this prolonged stress can have a profound impact on our own personalities and our own relationships, sort of bringing out what we might call our shadow self, our self under stress, and then how that can interact with other people. Uh, We can end up becoming toxic to people that we love. But what I'd uh, like to reflect with you now is in, in your life, How are you finding time to take off the battle armor? How are you finding time to take off the battle armor? One of the mistakes that is made here is that they ignore the command to honor the Sabbath. There is no rest for Nehemiah and the other people. They couldn't figure out some rotation and that everybody is just in this permanent battle mode. And again, I think in this particular case, it makes them more tribal. I could reflect on other ways. But when we don't ever have a chance to take off our battle armor, it really begins to erode at who we are and our ability to really be healthy disciples, people who are able to rebuild our lives in a way that Christ intends for us. And so I would uh, challenge you and, and, and encourage you to reflect on when have you struggled to put down your battle armor? Are you presently struggling to put down your battle armor? And what are ways in which you find that you can take down and, and put down your guard? And, and maybe it has to do with, again, honoring the Sabbath something that is really, as Americans, it's really easy to not do. Uh, Maybe it has to do, again, with other spiritual practices. Maybe it has to do um, with uh, something as as simple as reducing your, you know, social media time. 
Maybe it's seeing a therapist. Whatever it is, I just would be curious what helps you, again, put down your battle armor so you can avoid that sense, that, that uh, sense that, again, um, God and you are always either fighting each other or fighting on the same side. I realize this ends with a little bit more of a downer or a little bit more of a warning, but that's kind of in some ways as we sort of begin to look towards the end of Nehemiah where this book goes. There's a couple more highlights, but this is again a sobering uh, ending to the book. And so we, um, as we wrap this up, I would invite you today to think about what are the impacts in your life of this prolonged stress time? Maybe what were some ways in which this prolonged stress challenged and encouraged your relationship with God or with other people. Maybe ways in which it it really cuts you off angrily from other people. So what helps you? Put down that battle armor so that your hands may be free and your heart may be free to rebuild as Christ is challenging and calling you to do so. This podcast ends on a more perhaps somber note then, or at least a challenging note. But that's okay. Uh, That's okay because uh, that's what the Bible is also teaching us, uh, that just because you start out with the right intentions doesn't mean you end up there, that there really are patterns and ways in which sin seeks to, to erode at us and our relationship with God and with other people. So how has this this season of prolonged stress, how is it shaping you, and what might you be able to do to take off that battle armor and reopen your heart and your hands for God? Well, at this point, I'd like to conclude uh, with a prayer, but it was great to have uh, you with us, and thanks for listening. If you have any questions or feedback, uh, let me know. Again, this this summer, we're also enjoying once a week. Uh, The following week after the podcast is is posted, uh, meeting up at a, at a local pub, but even if you're not there, it's just it'd be fun to hear what, what you're thinking and any of your feedback. But at this point, I invite us to pray. Oh God, after a year and a half, in, in many ways, we are tired and feel the impact of a lot of weight on our shoulders and a lot of stress that didn't seem to stop. And at points, we, we have struggled to, to let down our battle armor. I pray for rest for all the listeners this summer, that there can be uh, moments of of recreation and renewal in which we do feel like we're able to put down our armor and have our hands and our hearts free uh, to be open to how you would seek, how you would call us to rebuild in this next chapter. Amen.